0: Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks.
2: Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour, and I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. I am delighted that you've joined us today, and we have a treat for you. We have best-selling author Tom Kenimore, and the reason I say Tom is such a treat, he has written a book called Fans on Fire, And it's a subject that maybe some of us haven't thought about too much of, but it's about online reviews. And in the world of social media today, the power of online reviews, if you're not aware of the power, you're actually leaving money on the table. So I've invited Tom to share with us about the nuggets in his book and all of the gold that we can be mining for by exercising and leveraging these online reviews. So let me give you a little bit of background around Tom Kennemore. He is a serial entrepreneur. He's owned and sold more than six businesses, and one of his biggest claims to fame is really setting up an, a DJ business in the wedding service sector. And receiving multiple awards across the nation for the services that his DJ company had. Now today, he is a passionate speaker, an educator, as well as an entrepreneur. Now, Tom Hales from Minnesota. He went to the University of Minnesota in the business school segment there, and what I want to let you know is Tom travels the world sharing this message. Sometimes it's actual travel, and sometimes it's with an online course through you to me. So we'll learn a little bit more about that from Tom. So Tom, welcome to today's show.
3: Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to everyone about this particular topic today.
2: Well, I'm excited to hear about it. I listened to your book. I read your book. My MO is um, I'll order a book on Audible. And quite honestly, if it's a good listen, I probably won't buy the book. But you made the cut, Tom. I want to let you know you made the cut. Because what I'll do is listen to a book, and then if it's something that I feel like would really enhance my library of knowledge, I'll go ahead and acquire the book. In, in this particular case, you gifted it to me, but I would have bought it. And read the book, and it becomes a textbook Academically for my business. And I think that's a really great way to describe your book and the power that you have. I know one of your value promises that you've uh, indicated to the readers is that you give a lot of value, great action. And it moves at a pretty fast pace. And I think you delivered that spot on. I left after reading, feeling like, wow, I can do this. I can step into it. So let's talk about the book, Fans on Fire. What is that title? What are you trying to convey with that title, Tom?
3: What it is, is basically a simple strategy that business owners or managers can implement to get the maximum marketing results From their happy clients and customers i think a lot of of your listeners are familiar with this particular time of year we've just gone through black friday or cyber monday or it's still cyber week for shopping and we're looking at online reviews all the time to evaluate whether we want to make a purchase or not and i think for many business owners it's kind of a second thought. I mean, business owners and managers have a lot to juggle, focusing on just getting that initial sale and the delivery of the product or service. And online reviews maybe don't get a lot of attention. And actually, one-third of business owners ignore them completely. And they really are leaving a lot of money on the table. As uh, recent Google updates have indicated, Online reviews are getting more and more attention, and it really is your reputation, and your online reputation is everything these days. So my book, like you mentioned, it's, it's short and actionable. It's just about 80 pages or so. The audible audio version is just under two hours, so someone can get it, listen to it, and they can implement these strategies rather quickly.
2: Well, that's certainly my experience. And I have to tell you, I was just astounded to learn that research shows a third of business owners aren't leveraging or utilizing reviews. So they're not utilizing them in a good fashion, but what they may not know is how much they're hurting their business, correct?
3: Absolutely. Uh, Just one study by the Harvard Business School indicated that a restaurant that had just one additional star rating in Google got a 5 to 9% increase in sales. And that, over the course of a year, is a lot of money, depending on the business that we're talking about. And maybe a third of businesses are ignoring them, but many of the other businesses that may be doing some sort of review uh, asking of their clients are not fully leveraging that happy customer. Maybe they're only asking for them to review them on one website, like Google, but then there's Facebook, there's Yelp, there's TripAdvisor, and hundreds of other websites where that customer might be willing to drop additional reviews, further leveraging uh, that happy customer over the entire internet.
2: Great. so let's let's deconstruct this process a little bit because when I started learning what you do and and um, I've known you for several years and I, I knew you more as the sound uh, expert and your DJ life and you have this huge huge presence in the business world especially in the entrepreneurial world and so for someone who this topic is new brand new for me let's talk Talk about why it's considered a trusted form of marketing. Could you unpackage that a little bit for us?
3: Sure. When you think about doing business or buying a product, just let's go back 20, 30 years ago before online uh, marketing and sales was even a big thing or it didn't even exist. And if you're thinking about buying something – you would ask a friend or a neighbor, hey, you know, I'm looking for a great attorney. Do you Mm -hmm. have any recommendations? I'm thinking about buying a new car. How do you like your car? And so it's these referrals that were big. Nowadays, those referrals still happen, but they happen online. And it's a testimonial is a very powerful way to to convince a customer to do business with you especially if it's someone that they know but because we're working in a worldwide marketplace we don't know someone at Amazon for example and you're maybe you're going to buy a new TV and you're going to glance over those reviews to see you know what what TV has is, is, got the best reviews for the money that I would like to, to spend? And so we can start with a few simple steps on how a business might actually uh, go about this. And if you can be reviewed online, then these strategies will work for you. So the first step is after you've acquired that customer after the sale, you want to immediately survey them to see if they are happy with the purchase.
2: All right, so let's talk about that. What are some options, because I'm sure there are multiple options in which one would survey their client. Could you share those a few of those options and um, what, what do you recommend? Which is the best lane to work in there?
3: Well, I recommend email is the number one thing, and I have a free template that we can make available to your listeners as well. It's a quick start guide and free template that they can use for emails or letters or for multiple ways of of working this strategy. But I think email works out the best, and you want to send that as soon as possible after they've purchased the product
2: and you would do that kind of a combo of a thank you and would you like to review is 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 this what we're we're getting from the the template that you provide
3: yes thank you for purchasing product x or service y whatever it may be and you may have to send two or three of these uh emails i would also recommend the, the old fashioned mail because People don't get a lot of mail these days, and so getting something in the mail actually sticks out. And as, as we all know, we're inundated with messages and advertising and people wanting us to take surveys. So in order to stick out of the crowd, you've got to sometimes ask more than once, sometimes three or four times, to get that initial feedback. And that's the important thing. We're not asking them to review us online yet. We're asking for feedback that's going to be used internally. They're going to fill out your form, your paper form, if it's a letter, or you're going to send them to your online form. That can be something that's in your customer service management software. Uh, And that way, we're finding out, initially, is this customer happy with their purchase or not? And what's, what's their experience been like working with your company?
2: Beautiful. So it's kind of a two-step process. You're really vetting out what that feedback looks like. And then your data mining, it sounds like, what are the best surveys? And then we're going to develop a process to extract out those and use those for online reviews in the future. Do I, do I kind of have that right?
3: Exactly. Because, I mean, there might be a few businesses out there that will want to skip this. They'll want to go directly to please review us on Google, Yelp, or Facebook, and that'll be the request immediate. That might be great for some smaller businesses that work with their clients individually, directly. They know if they're happy because they're providing that product or service themselves. Now, in a larger business where you've got maybe multiple employees, multiple locations, you deal with a larger volume of business, you don't know... So you want to get that feedback internally. So right, you can if they are not as happy as you would like them to be. Maybe they actually are very unhappy. You can immediately take action and to to make that client happy. Whatever it is, maybe it's a refund, a redo, uh, reship the product, whatever that may be before they get a chance to decide, well, I'm just going to give them a, a negative review online. And you would not be asking someone that is, is upset with you to review you online. I mean, that would be shooting yourself in the foot. So we're really right categorizing the reviews that come in from this initial ask of your clients, what we're going to do next.
2: Sure. Well, you know, Tom, I think just um, inviting you to the show for that one tip is certainly a lot of value for listeners, because I'm sure there are a lot of folks out there, when you think of online reviews, they're relying on that direct input, and as you say, they're not controlling the category or the flow of those reviews. So, we are coming up against our first break now. We're going to take that, and when we come back, I want to give into how businesses can improve their online reputation so if you were kind of on autopilot for a while and you want to get off autopilot let's figure out the best steps in which we make that happen you are listening to the compassionate samurai business hour with your host kathy fairbanks stay tuned for more
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
5: Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. My guest this week was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President Clinton, Mr. Henry Cisneros, who'll be here to talk about 13 trends which make investing in real estate in urban centers a sure bet. Don't miss Henry Cisneros this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel.
6: What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
1: listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guests today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour, and I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We are enjoying today with our guest, Tom Kennemore, and Tom is the best-selling author of Fans on Fire, and we are really learning how to skyrocket your leads and leverage business reviews, kind of gold mining for good karma that's already out there in the world for your business, and really leveraging that for maximum growth. So one of the things that Tom has so genu- was genuinely offered to us, so generous, is some templates, some email guides, and some letters. He's done so much work, and this is his gift back to the business community. So Tom, if you would share some of those downloadable templates in the URL site, we'll do that a few times but I want to give people time to grab a pen and, and uh, put pen to paper or add it in your phone. Would you share that with us, Tom?
3: Sure, absolutely. It's my website, tomkennemore.com forward slash fire bonuses. And would you like me to spell that as well?
2: Yeah, let's do that.
3: Okay, it's T-O-M-K-E-N-E-M-O-R-E dot C-O-M forward slash F-I-R-E-B-O-N-U-S-E-S.
2: Perfect. And going out to that website will save you hours and hours of how-to time, but it also will give you that template that you need to follow the steps of the successful process here. Now, before we went to break, we talked about the value of, Getting feedback from your clients, those customers that are using your product and using your service and collecting that data so you can then position yourself to go out and survey for reviews. So we're going to pick that up a little bit later. But right now, some of you might be thinking, well, I already have some negative reviews on my site. Or I don't know what to do because The reputation I have with my business doesn't match how great my business is. So, Tom, you as the expert, what does one do when you have some negative reviews and you haven't really leveraged the positive aspect of reviews yet? Where do we start to clean that up?
3: Well, there are a number of things a business can do. If they don't recognize the negative review as a customer, you can always try disputing the review with that particular review website. Now they're all different in how they handle it. Some might actually remove that negative fake review if they they find in your favor, and some will just leave it alone. So that is one thing a business can do. The second thing is if they are a legitimate customer with a complaint, I would contact them. Hopefully you have a phone number. I think by phone is best, but you can certainly email them as well. Get in contact with them and see what you can do to make them happy. Again, a, a refund, a redo of the product or service, whatever it can whatever you can do, that you can afford to do that's in your budget is worth doing because depending on how bad the review, And depending on what your business is, I mean, if you deal with clients that are in the thousands of dollars per client and you lose one of those because you've got a couple of bad reviews on one of these profiles, I mean, you're really losing some money and that review is going to be there possibly forever. So you want to try to get the client to be as happy as possible with you and then simply ask them if they would update that review. And most review websites will allow that edit. And depending on how upset the client is, they may do that. You also have the option to add your comments on most review websites where you can thank the customer if it's a great review. You can also thank him if it's a negative review for the feedback and also promise to work harder next time or comment that, you know, we refunded your money, whatever that may be. That way, when a customer is, is looking at these reviews, they can see that you are at least taking responsibility for someone that is upset and... You know, a few, you know, two or three star reviews when most of your reviews are five stars is actually more believable. So perfection isn't maybe what we're after. If you've got 55 star reviews, that's going to be a little suspicious uh, to a customer. They're going to wonder, are all those real? But if you've got 55 star reviews and, and five, four stars and a couple three star reviews, then that seems a little more realistic. And the chances are you're not going to have a perfect score anyway. And so this is a, a process. So what I would recommend is every business right now should type in their name in a Google search box followed by reviews and actually see what reviews are out there in their name right now.
2: All right, so that's where you start. Your research is to really see where you stand. Now, uh, let's say it's all clear and it looks good. How frequently would you need to Google your company under the category of review? What would you recommend, uh, just kind of self-monitoring a bit?
3: I would do it once every couple weeks or once a month at a minimum,
2: now, it's my understanding that some sites, some review sites actually have some auto alert features, but not all do. And even if they're on auto re- alert, what do you what do you think about that? I guess I should should ask you.
3: Well, there's Google Alerts. Uh, Many people are familiar with that. You can type in your name. You can type in your business's name and set up an alert. So every time something is posted online in your name or your company name, you get notified of that. But I've gotten mixed results with that. So I still prefer the manual search uh, on your name and reviews, but also go directly to your Google Profile. Um, and or your Yelp profile, your Facebook page. And we haven't talked about that yet, which particular review websites to target. Um, well, let's
2: yeah, let's talk about that because that that helped me quite a bit to um I wasn't really sure what an online review website was other than maybe a Yelp or something like that. So would you you canvass that a little bit for us?
3: Sure. Nowadays, it's sometimes hard to tell because we've got this mix between social media and review websites. So with Yelp, you can actually have friends, you can like a review, you can friend a customer. So it's kind of a mix of social media and these review websites. But the most common are the ones we've been talking about. Google. Facebook and Yelp are the ones I would recommend. But for many industries, uh, there are lots of other websites uh, that they should be on. And what you can do is just simply type in the name of your industry, followed by reviews. And you will see these review websites pop up. And just look for the big ones that you recognize, or network with other industry professionals that can recommend some of these sites that that would fit your business. For example, I, I was in the wedding DJ business, as you mentioned, and a really big one for us was the Knot.com or WeddingWire.com, and those won't relate to any other type of business other than if you're in the wedding business. But if you're in the wedding business, you definitely want to be getting reviews on those websites.
2: Well, that makes sense. And I, it just popped uh, in my head, would, you, would it ever be useful to go and look at the... I'm, this is a silly question, I guess, in one way. I was thinking to review your competition's reviews and research that, not so much for what it says per se, but where their reviews are coming from. Is that a a technique that you could rely on in terms of, oh, well, then this is where I want to make sure I get reviews for my business on this site as well?
3: Absolutely. And from a competition standpoint, if you're in a really competitive industry, having awesome online reviews is not a want to have, it's a, it's a must have. Because if your competition, let's say they've got a 4.7 overall Google rating, and you're sitting maybe in a 3.5 Google rating, I mean, that's a big difference. And you you're going to want to know that so that it just gives you further incentive to really work this program to get up there and hopefully get ahead of your competition.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, and one of the things that I want to cover in our next segment is how do you ensure and leverage the authentic reviews? Because I do want to address those uh, fake reviews, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the beginning of the next segment. But then I want to extract out what are the steps for soliciting and leveraging these authentic reviews to really make a difference in your bottom line. You've been listening to the Passionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Tom, you're going to stay with us for this next segment, and we're going to learn a great deal more about getting the best reviews out there online for your business. Stay tuned for more.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered how to lead in ways that transform their organizations. Now, you can discover the same concepts, insights, and practices that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore how to lead change and transform
0: your own leadership every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel.
6: Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines?
1: are listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guest today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and Tom Kennemore has joined us today to share with us his insights and expertise on really leveraging online business reviews. Now, that is a segment of your business you do not want to leave that money on the table, and his best-selling book, Fans on Fire, I would recommend that you go out to Amazon, Amazon Prime, and download that book, read it, and maybe even listen to it on Audible. I listened to it as I was walking my dog one morning and it is a fantastic read and a quick read. So one of the things we were talking about Tom was um, dealing with the review process and who are these online sites. So I want to look at these online review sites from two perspectives. One is what happens when a spammer posts a review that's not authentic? How can you deal with that? And then also On the other side of it, sometimes a review company might think it's a fake review or there's a problem with it and take reviews off of your website when they're actually real. I think you mentioned you learned a few lessons the hard way and hey, let's save uh, the audience the pain of that and share the lessons you learned about um, the online review process.
3: Well, yeah, unfortunately, we have a lot of people out there online that would just as soon see your business fail, and they may not be a customer. They, For whatever reason, they just don't like you or they're just spreading hate, whatever that may be, and the things that I, I recommend that you do, uh, first of all, if, it, if it's a fake negative review, like I mentioned before, you can report it. And you can comment that this is not a real customer review. And in the templates that I mentioned earlier, I actually have a little bit of a a script that you can use for that. Just tweak it uh, for your own business if you run into a situation like that. And part of this whole process, again, is is getting more positive reviews. And that's going to bury those Negative reviews, whether they're real or not, those are going to be pushed to the bottom or harder to find and their relevance is going to be a lot smaller. so and and it's not a perfect world. Uh, in some cases I can think back uh, in my DJ company's profile the first two reviews that we got on our Google profile were fake, and they were both one stars. That's how we started. And I reported it to Google, waited a few months, reported it again, waited a few months. What did Google do? Nothing. They mm. didn't do anything. The only thing I was able to do was to add a comment that I mentioned and then just load up my profile with happy customers and that push those those fake negative reviews to the bottom and starting out with a one star rating and turning that to now the company has a 4.4 star rating in Google so you can come back from something like that and by Sending your happy customers out to review you on these online review websites, it's like putting up armor for those potential spammers that are going to ding you every once in a while for whatever reason. And so you build up those great reviews and you keep building them up consistently. And that fake one star review that comes through every couple months or once a year, whatever it might be is just not going to have that much of an impact on your overall rating.
2: Sure. Well, that makes sense. In other words, let let time take its course. If it if it can't be pulled off or disputed in a in a way that serves you, um, and let your happy customers serve you in a way, um, as you say, getting getting multiple top ratings on that page pushes everything down. Um, and I'm realizing too, as these strong reviews come in, this is a technique that as a byproduct, is going to help your search engine optimization greatly um, just with these positive reviews. I have no idea what the algorithms are, but a good review certainly can't hurt you.
3: And you won't know because Google is updating their algorithms all the time. And Google is actively searching for fake reviews, so they might be better going forward at Removing these. And I think you mentioned before part of your other question was how do you get a legitimate review that was maybe screened out to show up? Yes. And I mean, Yelp is the culprit for that. For example, in my DJ company, we have two positive Yelp reviews showing up and there are over 10 positive reviews on there but Yelp has filtered out more than 8 of the positive reviews because they are they just they don't like them and what it is is Yelp doesn't like reviewers that only review your company individually and then don't review anybody else they think that that may not be authentic might not be Uh, Yeah, just a genuine review. And so what you can do is if you've got reviews that are hidden on Yelp, you can contact that customer and just ask them to maybe review a couple of other companies that they do business with on Yelp. And all of a sudden, that hidden review can pop back up again and be showing
2: Great. So. Now, see, that that technique or that awareness, I mean, who knew? Uh, I think I've only gone on Yelp one or maybe two times ever. Uh, I'll certainly do it more because I'm realizing that if I'm writing just one review for my favorite client but not for others, it does my client no good or it could do them no good.
3: Yeah, and you mm-hmm. can you can actually like that review. You can friend your client. Anything that increases engagement uh, of that particular client more, being more active on Yelp is going to have a greater chance of your positive review showing up. And Yelp is really important as a review website for a lot of businesses and. When we added a Yelp profile to, to our wedding company, it was a page one listing on Google. So if you've got a profile on some of these review websites, it's not just in case a customer happens to look at that by chance to, see, to check you out, but it's actually giving you some property potentially on page one of Google. And that is, is worth a lot as as many businesses know.
2: Well that's what I'm hearing. There are so many dominoes to really managing and taking control of your online business review process. So let's switch gears a little bit and tell us how do you look at the funnel if you're just starting out today of getting behind an online review process, where does one start? Do you build a web page? How much time are we talking about uh, in order to really launch this part of your business properly?
3: It it really depends on the size of your company because we've got from the one-person operation all the way up to the hundreds or thousands of employees out there. So it just... It depends on the size of your business, but I'm typically talking to small business owners. This can be done in potentially 30 minutes or less per week. We've already talked about the the initial review uh, form or email or letter that you send out, and you send that right away. You get that initial feedback back, and then you categorize that client and your biggest fans are the ones that you're going to move on into the next process. That's where you send them the second letter or email that's asking them to specifically review you on two to three of these websites. And I used to ask them to review me on like 10 websites, but people would be like, oh, that's a lot of work. I mean, I'm not going to do that. And so I reduced it down to just two to three in my first ask, and my results greatly increased. And it's not the only time you're going to ask. It's just that first uh, initial ask. And the happier the client is with what you provided as a service or a product, the more likely they are to review you.
2: Sure. Now, I'm guessing this is not an ask that you send out one time. Uh, in fact, you have a method, kind of a, a little bit of a calendaring method to stay uh, kind of dripping it along. Would you share that with us and, and share the, the template link um, as well, if you would?
3: Sure, absolutely. You can find uh, I've got 12 templates and a quick start guide where I, I go step by step through this process. And a few things that we just can't cover in, in the one hour show today. And you can find that at my website. It's com forward slash fire bonuses. And what was the rest of that question, Kathy?
2: <laughs> well, I want to, in terms of the frequency, um, it's not a one-and-done. It's not ask one time and, and you won't have 100% compliance. And so what is that kind of dripping frequency in which you would continue to ask for reviews?
3: Sure. I would send out the initial email and a letter at the same time. If we were doing it, the I think, best-case scenario, send the initial email and letter uh, immediately after the purchase. Wait about a week and then give your customer a phone call. Leave a message if you have to, but then send the follow-up ask, both a letter and an email. And again, I'm sharing the best-case scenario. Some businesses don't mail anything anymore, so just use email, whatever you're more comfortable with. Some business owners may not want to call their customer, directly, but I would highly encourage you to do that. But if you don't want to, your results just might be a little less, but still can be effective. Uh, I I just, again, my premise is we are maximizing your results. So everything I talk about is the best case scenario so that your results are are the highest possible. And then... I would give it a few weeks to a month, follow up again with a final ask, and that can be an email or a letter uh, again. And some people think that's pestering a customer too much. I, I disagree because, again, if you look at the amount of email that people get every day now, I mean you have to stick out of this huge amount of information we get every day. And if you don't contact your customer enough, again, your results are just going to be less. Makes sense. Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, one of the things, we're going to come up to our last and final break. When we come back on break, I want to get into just a few tips and techniques that are so key to the success of this particular project. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for our last segment. (laughs)
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
5: Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. My guest this week was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under President Clinton, Mr. Henry Cisneros, who will be here to talk about 13 trends which make investing in real estate in urban centers a sure bet. Don't miss Henry Cisneros this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel.
6: What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
1: listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guests today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Tom Kennemore has been sharing with us about his book called Fans on Fire. Go on out to Amazon and grab that book today. It will be a wonderful read and a beautiful tool for your business. One of the things that we were talking about with online reviews that surprised me when I read the book was Tom, your recommendation is to not start the process in a mass mass mail email process, that it becomes very personalized. You might even pick up the phone and call a client regarding a review request. So share with the audience a little bit about your thoughts of not going mass marketing with this.
3: Well, if you mass email one of these requests out, it's very possible it's going to get caught in a spam filter, and your customer will never get it. And the other thing is it makes it harder to personalize that request. And although you can have the data, maybe the date of the, of the service and what you sold them automatically added, But I think a personal request from the owner or the manager of the business, even if you have an employee do it under your name, and that email or that request expressing how much their business means to them and how much knowing if they're satisfied or not, so they can make improvements or share it with other customers, that that has a, a greater chance of being responded to by your customer and also actually getting through to your sure. customer. It cuts through that clutter that, again, that we, have, we all have to deal with every day.
2: That makes so much sense. I kind of, when you were talking about that, I kind of likened it to, I've, I've uh, coached and mentored people who want to get into a new field, a new career, or use me as a reference on their resume. I, I used to have a, a large sales team in financial services, and um, I would always agree for the reference, but I would also always ask uh, people, have you checked your other references? Do you know what your references are saying about you? and it just makes such sense to personalize this process, and you're not looking to get 10 new reviews a day, correct? I mean, it, I was astounded by the low number of reviews you really need in order to make an impact in your business. Could you share those stats a little bit?
3: Yeah, ab- absolutely. You really want to turn this into a, a regular process where you start with zero reviews and you maybe add one or two every month or every few months, depending on the size of your business. If you add too many at one time, that can also be a red flag for some of the review websites. And one quick thing i want to share with with business owners out there that might be sitting on a marketing gold mine right now and don't even realize it if you've been in business for several years already so you've got potentially hundreds of happy customers and you haven't surveyed them or you've already surveyed them and you've got these these positive uh, forms back from your clients but you haven't done anything with them you can start right now with those previous happy clients asking a few at a time to go review you on these websites. Again, don't do several hundred at one time or those likely won't ever get shown, but do a well, few at a time.
2: I love you. I, I just love the fact that you're validating that it's not too late to start this and that you can go back and do some data mining with potentially some large ticket clients that are still very happy with your services and, it doesn't matter how long ago they uh, bought your product or brought your service. If they're happy, they're happy. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, Tom, one of the tools that I got a lot of value that you mentioned is when you get a handwritten thank you notes. And, and I get handwritten thank you notes um, when I am promoting the sales and leadership training with Clemmer and Associates leadership seminars. I get handwritten thank you notes from my clients all over the world, and I hadn't thought about taking pictures of those thank you notes and posting those out as a review, and that tip alone, that just changed the way that I was, you know, it warms my heart, but now it can also leverage my business.
3: Absolutely. You can do that, get a picture with your client, post it there along with the picture of that handwritten thank you note or card you can put them into this system, and they can take that exact wording and do an online review. And I want to quickly cover that when you ask a customer to do a review on multiple websites, you want them to change the wording from one website to another. Because if it's exact wording, that will also trigger that to be filtered out in a lot of cases so very good, good point. But handwritten notes are, are very powerful.
2: Perfect. And that tip alone to make sure it's, it's, uh, you don't want to, it's kind of funny. You'll be penalized for plagiarizing yourself. And you certainly don't want to have that happen. So, Tom, I'd like, as we close out the show today, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to get a hold of you. And that's going to be at com uh, backslash fire bonuses, correct?
3: That's where they can get the, uh, Free Quick Start Guide and the twelve uh, templates for leveraging and managing your reviews. Okay. And if customers uh, are or your listeners are interested in uh, getting the book, they can go to a special link I've got set up. It's Tom Kenamore forward slash Samurai, and they can go right to the Amazon page where they can get the Audible version, the paperback, or the ebook version.
2: Fantastic, Tom, it has been just a sheer pleasure, a treat, and a brain full of knowledge that you gave us today. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour today.
3: Thank you, Kathy. I really enjoyed it.
2: All right. Till next time, I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, hoping you knock them alive.
1: Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success.